Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my Property Mastermind Mentorship. Hello and welcome to episode number 130 of the Property Magic Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to share with you for the very first time what I believe are the 16 core property investing strategies. Now, very recently, someone asked me, Simon, how many different property strategies are there? And to be honest, off the top of my head, I couldn't work it out. So I sat down with a piece of paper and thought about all of the key strategies. Now, to be honest, there are hundreds of ways you can make money from property. However, I've boiled it down to what I believe are the 16 core strategies across residential and commercial property. And I want to give you an awareness of these strategies so that you can work out what might be the most appropriate strategy for you. So let's start, and we're going to start with residential property, strategy number one, which is a simple buy to let. Now, this is where you have one unit. It could be an apartment, could be a house, but you rent it to one tenant. Now, that tenant could be a family of five, it could be a couple, or it could be an individual, but there's one tenant with one contract. And the tenant in a single let buy-to-let property, they will look after all of their bills and you as the landlord will pay for the insurance, obviously your mortgage, probably a management agent, and you will pay for the repairs and maintenance on your property. Now compare that to commercial property and strategy number two is renting out just a single let commercial unit. It might be a shop, it might be a restaurant, it might be a a dentist surgery, it might be an office, it might be a warehouse, but there's one tenant. Now, the key difference between commercial property and residential property is that the tenant in a commercial property is responsible for the insurance and the maintenance of that property. And this is why for many, many years, people have believed that commercial property, once you find a good tenant, is actually a more passive form of income. And I would agree to a certain extent, you generally have longer leases in commercial property, but the key really is finding a good tenant. You don't want to have an empty commercial unit. It's much easier, I think, to fill residential property. And I think that's why many people start with residential property, because they understand what a house or an apartment needs, where they may not really understand what a commercial property needs. Now, strategy number three is actually an improvement on strategy number one. It's where you have a property you rent out. But the problem with that is you might tie up a lot of your deposit money. So strategy number three is what we call BRRRR, otherwise known as buy, refurbish, refinance, rent, and repeat. Now, rather than just buying a normal property and renting it out, we find a property that needs some work doing to it. It might be a probate or a deceased estate. Someone's passed away, they've left the the family their property, the family isn't really interested, it needs lots of work, so the family just sell it on. An investor can come and pick up that property at a good price, they add value through renovation, new kitchen, bathroom, new carpets, they decorate the whole thing, maybe rewire the place, and suddenly it's a really desirable property. And because they've increased the value, they can remortgage it after six months, take out a lot of the money they put in and go and do it again to buy another property. And they hold on to the property to get the long-term rental income. So that's the third strategy, BRRR. And it just means you can make more of the deposit monies you have because you're recycling them from one property to the next. 
Now, that's very similar, by the way, to strategy number four, which is where you buy a property, you renovate it, and then you sell it on for a profit. So instead of holding on to rent it out, you're what's called flipping it. You're, you're passing it on quickly to another buyer. Um, it's very similar to BRR, but obviously, rather than renting, you are selling it. And a lot of people I meet this is how they think you make money in property. They think the way you make money in property is you let you buy, you do it up, and you sell it to someone else. And it's great to give you chunks of cash, but the problem is, in my mind, you have to keep on doing it to keep making money. I love the fact with strategy number one and number three, where you buy a property, you rent it out for long term, you keep on getting paid every single month on that property, and you benefit from the long-term capital growth. Now, strategy number five, again, is a slightly more advanced strategy where you might take a large unit such as a house and you break it down into smaller units, smaller apartments. And you might do that because actually you can then rent those properties out or you could even sell those properties on. But it's taking something, recognizing that the individual parts if you add them up, are often worth more than the whole. Um, this does involve quite a lot of work. You've usually got to get planning permission. You've got to get building regs to make sure things are done to the required standard. But again, it's a great strategy you could use. Now, an, a twist on strategy number five, where you're taking a house, converting it into flats, is strategy number six, which is called freehold to leasehold title split. Now, this is where you find a freehold property where somebody else has already done all of the conversion work to turn it into individual apartments. So it might be a house that's split into three or maybe four apartments, but they've kept it on one title. The reason they've done that is because if they wanted to rent it out, they didn't need to create individual leases. They can just rent the individual apartments. However, by splitting the title from a freehold into individual leaseholds, you can actually increase the value of that unit. You might be able to buy property for maybe 200,000. It's got four small apartments there. If they were sold as individual leasehold apartments, they might be say 75,000 pounds each. Therefore, four times 75 is 300. But you can buy this for 200 and spend just a couple of thousand getting your solicitor to create the leases. This truly is property magic, making money from thin air. It's a kind of an advanced strategy that most people are just not aware of. But this is why you need to understand these strategies. So when you spot potential, you can make lots of money from it. Now, strategy number seven is what we call a house of multiple occupation. And this actually sits on the line between commercial and residential because it might be a residential property for up to six people. It's seen as residential. If it's a large HMO with seven or more, it's definitely seen as a commercial property. Um, it's a great strategy because the tenants come in, they'll pay you a certain amount of rent that includes all of the bills. And then that rent is much, much higher than if you rent it out as a single let property. Now, there is an oversupply of HMOs in most parts of the UK. So a lot of people are put off this strategy and they worry about things like licensing and planning. And these are all things you do need to learn about. However, once you understand them, they're fairly straightforward. And although there is an oversupply of HMOs, I believe, I think most of them are very average, vanilla 
HMOs. What I mean is they're all the same, they've got magnolia walls, they've got not great furniture, and there is an oversupply of that kind of property. So if you're going to do HMOs, I believe you need to do a high-end HMO, which is a very high quality. It's a slightly higher cost to do the refurb, but not that much more. But you get a much higher rent, you get a more discerning type of tenant, and actually your tenants often stay longer. So you make a lot more money from that house of multiple occupation if it's a co-living property. Now, strategy number eight is, again, very similar to this, but it's actually done in the world of commercial property. It might be where you have an office that you rent out as serviced offices. So it's smaller units. uh, You get a lot more tenants in there and you get a lot more income and generally the bills are included. Um, It could be a warehouse that's split into smaller units and you rent those out. But it's basically subdividing a property and renting it out to commercial tenants. Strategy number nine is what we call planning uplift. And again, this sits between commercial and residential. This can be done on residential property and it can also be done on commercial property. This is where you have a property, you can gain planning permission on that property to enhance the value. And actually you can either then develop it yourself or you can sell it onto someone else at a profit. Strategy number 10 is a commercial strategy called commercial to residential development. You might find an empty office block and convert it into uh, residential. So actually it's moving from commercial back into residential. It's a great strategy. Again, there's quite a lot involved. It's a lot more work than doing a, a simple refurb on a property. You really need to understand what you're doing and it's not going to give you cash flow. In fact, it's probably going to swallow your cash until you finish the project, at which point you can either refinance and keep or you can sell those residential units. So you've got to pick the right strategy that's right for you based on what you want to achieve from your property. If you want to get cash flow from property, commercial to residential property is probably not the thing you want to start with. Now, similar to number 10 is number 11, where actually we go the other way. We go from residential into commercial property. If you think about it, a lot of accountants and solicitors offices were once homes and they were then turned into an office. Now, it doesn't happen very much this day. You can probably make more money going from commercial back into residential, and that's because commercial property is generally a lower cost per square foot than residential, so we're converting that way. But I just wanted to make you aware of it. In some circumstances, that might still be a valid strategy. Number 12 sits firmly between residential and commercial because you can do it in both of them, and that is new build development. So that's where you have a piece of land and you are building a new unit or units. They could be either residential or they could be commercial. Number 13 is what we call an assisted sale. Now, this is where you're not actually buying a property. You are helping the owner sell their property. The name kind of gives it away, assisted sale. And you can earn really good commissions for doing this. Uh, The next strategy, which is, again, similar, but it is different, is number 14, which is deal sourcing. This is where you find great deals. And obviously, you're going to keep the best deals yourself. Why wouldn't you? But deals that you don't want, maybe they don't meet your criteria. Maybe they're out of your area. Maybe they're too big for you, too small for you. And also, you can only handle 
a certain number of deals at any one time. Maybe you've used up all of your funds. If it's a good deal, you can pass it on to another investor for a fee. It's a great way of making money. If you're an experienced investor finding lots of deals, why just walk away from deals that don't suit you? Why not pass them to other people? And also, if you're new to property, it's a great way of building deposits that you can use for the properties you want to keep by selling the ones you don't want to to other people. Now, obviously, they do need to be good deals to sell them to other people. You do need to know what you're doing. In the UK, you need to be a compliant deal sourcer. In America, they call it a a wholesaler. And I don't think there's any regulation over there to be a wholesaler if you're selling to investors. So deal sourcing can be a great strategy. Unfortunately, most people don't educate themselves properly. They don't know what they're doing. They waste a huge amount of time. But when done correctly, it can be very, very powerful. Strategy number 15 is, again, sits between commercial, residential. It can be done in both. It's what we call serviced accommodation. Now, although you're renting out what's technically residential property on a short-term basis. It could be holiday lets. It could be to um, contractors who are working away from home. It's often seen as a res- uh, as a commercial activity. That's why it sits between residential and commercial. Very, very profitable. Again, you need to understand how to do it properly. And then finally, Strategy number 16 is on the commercial side where you've got larger properties such as care homes that you're renting out or they could be children's homes, etc. That is definitely a commercial activity. So that's a quick summary of these 16 core strategies. A lot of them overlap. There's a lot of different ways you can make money from these, but I think fundamentally it boils down to these 16 strategies. Let me quickly refresh your mind what they are. Number one is residential, normal, single let rentals. Number two is commercial property, renting out single commercial units. Number three is in residential. It's the BRRR. So it's the buy, refurbish, refinance, rent to repeat. Uh, number four in commercial, in residential property, sorry, is uh, property flip. You buy something, you renovate, you sell it onto someone else for a profit. Number five is taking a house, converting it into smaller units. Number six is freehold to leasehold title split, where you're taking a property where someone else has already done all of the conversion work into apartments and you're just splitting the title. Number seven sits between residential and commercial. It's houses of multiple occupation, where you rent out individual rooms in the same property. Number eight sits in commercial, which is subdividing and renting out commercial units, such as service offices or warehouses. Number nine, sits between residential and commercial, it's planning uplift. Number 10 sits in commercial because it's commercial to residential development, but it goes back into residential. And number 11 is residential into commercial. So it starts in residential, goes back into commercial. Number 12 is new build development. Number 13 is assisted sales. Number 14 is steel sourcing. Number 15, serviced accommodation. And number 16 is larger care homes and children's homes. So that's it. Those are what I believe are the 16 core investing strategies. Now you're aware of them. You can potentially work out which one of those is the most appropriate for you based on what you want to achieve and also your personal resources. Now, you obviously need to learn how to find great property deals. Now you know what they are. And I have some online training all about that. You can subscribe for free to this online training. It's www.dealfindertraining.co.uk. I will put a link in the show notes. I really encourage you to come and watch that free online training because 
Learning how to find great property deals, no matter what your strategy is, the most important skill that you need to develop if you want to become a successful investor. So I do hope you've enjoyed this episode. As always, I encourage you to invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic Podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast. You can contact me via LinkedIn. You can follow me on social media. And I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free. All of the details are available in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.